Oh, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this, our very third episode of our lustry, lustrious and sharply named podcast, The Hot Toy Cast. Clap, gentlemen, please. You just you, 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 you gotta do something. The classy and altogether upmarket podcast where you use your ears to listen and learn about all things high and collectible action figures from the likes of Hot Toys, Enterbay, A3 Toys and Sideshow Collectibles. Every month or so, your host and I will review and discuss the latest news and releases from those companies that make action figures that we could only dream of as kids. Now, if you will, allow me to introduce your most noble, most honourable of hosts. My name is Master Eamon O'Donoghue, also known as Eamon on Toyboards. My name is uh, Master Jeff Parker, also known as Wookster, in many places on this planet. Uh, my name is Master James Doble, also known as Jack Sparrow, in various different places. <laughs> and this is uh, Master Michael Crawford, generally known as Michael Crawford and Captain Toy at MWCToys.com. We four are all lovers and collectors of action figures that cost us an arm and a leg or maybe a spouse or two. So let us now delight you with our review on the... DX Cyberdyne T2 figure from Hot Toys. Now, I myself, I'm still awaiting mine, getting a little bit worried about getting mine, but I do uh. believe the two of our illustrious hosts have already got him. One Michael Crawford has it, and one Michael Crawford, would you take us away, good sir? Oh, uh, certainly. I did a review earlier uh, of this on the website. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I'm very pleased with it. Uh, you know, uh, I think that the big question for a lot of people here has been whether or not uh, this is really worth picking up after already getting a great T-800 from uh, Hot mm-hmm. Toys. You know, it's, this is the DX treatment, of course, so you get the PERS uh, eyeballs, but is that really worth spending another $200, especially if you've already picked up the first one? And I have to say that while I really like uh, some of the new accessories, particularly the Gatling gun is a real nice accessory, uh, and the Purr's eyes is always, you know, it's it's nice, but eh, with Arnold, it's not really, you know, he kind of stares in one direction almost all the time in, in real life. So yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> that, that adding the eyeballs in there is, is really a, a, a big selling point. So I'd have to say that if you have the first one, I don't know that I can recommend picking up this one and adding it to it. Um, some of the accessories you got with the first one, especially the arm, you know, the the the, the extra arm that he's working on, mm-hmm. was awfully cool. Uh, you know, I, I think that that one was the overall the better deal. Uh, if you didn't get the first one, um, this one is definitely well worth it. Uh, the the uh, head sculpt is extremely good. You know, this is Hot Toys after all. The paint jobs are immaculate. Uh, like I said, some of the accessories are are well worth it, especially the Gatling gun. Uh, the light-up base is okay, but I do also like the little uh, uh, removable piece out of the head. You remember in the movie when he cut open his skull and the chip. Flips, the, <clears throat> yeah, flips the skin back and gets the Cyberdyne chip out? Um, that's all there, and you can actually pose him with that exposed chunk of his head. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but like I said, this is this is really for somebody who missed out on the first one. Uh, there's only the, the Psycho Terminator fans who are going to want to spend another 200 bucks. Of which uh, there are many. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I've said before that Terminator fans are some of the most psycho, even more than Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah. I was going to say also the fact that you know they have now announced the battle damage version. There must right. be a lot mm-hmm. of people that were kind of holding off thinking, oh, shall I, shan't I, shall I, shan't I? And now they've seen the battle damage one. I, I, you know, I'm sure that swayed quite a few minds. Because he, he does look very impressive, that new one. Oh, he mm. is amazing. He is definitely yes. the best Terminator 2 so, so, yeah. so far. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm loving the, the, this one. I mean, I do think that, the, the, for me personally, I think the sculpt is, is more naturalistic. I, I do love the original one. But um, it's funny, when it came out, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, 
as you tend to when you've got a new figure. Yep. But then you kind of you, you, you gauge it against what comes after, and you, and you start actually seeing that, well, actually, it's a great skull, but there is a little bit kind of, a little bit of a caricature in there. There is. Uh, which I didn't really see until I saw the, until I saw the, 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 the quarter scale Enterbay. And then I think, yeah. yeah, and then I think, and then I think Hot Toys kind of followed it up and thought, well, actually, yeah, the, you know, let, let's, let's go a little bit more, more naturalistic. And, and you, I can kind of see more of a kind of a young Arnie in, the, in that new one. So, uh, Arguably a little too young, maybe. I think. Yeah, you could argue that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. But it, there's just something about the slightly softer features, uh, which you don't really think of Arnie as having a person with soft features uh, and no. he certainly doesn't have soft features but but the new one is just just that kind of that softer edge which kind of um yeah just a little bit more a uh, bit more human less robotic Indeed. And perhaps perhaps people want more robotic I don't know so James what do you think of yours then uh he's good but uh, it was weird I had kind of a love-hate relationship with him for a oh, couple yeah. days um just because I I got him out of the box in the first well the box is amazing on that figure. Um, yeah, I do love that leather, the, the fake leather jacket look. Yes. Um, and then when you open it, you just get that really strong leather smell. And um, I do have to say, that's what I love about the figure right off the bat is that they did the outfit in real leather this time. Um, <clears throat> and it it just feels like a quality real leather should. <clears throat> um, but it's got that, you know, that new leather smell. Um, oh, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, so I love that about him. But at first it was just like, I don't know about this head sculpt, and um, I can't really put my finger on why. I was just really thrown off by it for a while, and I kind of hated him for a day or two. Um, and then I took some time and... <laughs> actively <laughs> yeah, it was, hated it was really weird. Like, mm. No, I actively hated I Like, I actively hated the figure, and I was like, he's, I'm really let down, he's not so great. Um... And then I got my, because um, I didn't have my uh, MMS version on display, um, and then I got him out of the box, and I put them side by side and um, just kind of compared them, and then I really started to like the DX10 a lot. Um, so now I kind of reversed. I did like a 180, and I love him. Um, but I, I agree with uh, um, what Jeff and Mike said. Uh, I think that the new head sculpt is maybe a little bit um, young and the old one is maybe like a little bit severe. So, um, I, and I think on the new one, on the new battle damage one, they kind of hit that yeah. middle of the road mark perfectly on the well on the non battle damage section of his face. Um, so I don't know. I really like the new one. I think um, I'll echo Mike and say if if somebody doesn't have one or the other, obviously it makes more sense to pick up the DX. Um, but if you uh, and see, I have both. So um, there's the question of if you have the old one, do you need the new one? Probably not, I guess. But, um, you know, I never displayed the old one with that endoskeleton arm, and I think I might do that now. Um, well, that was one of those ones that have actually gone off and sold my Terminator 2 to fund this new Terminator 2. Right. Do you yeah. regret that now? Um, not too much because I always I while I did love that Terminator two, I personally felt when they released in the Terminator one, I just felt oh my god, look at the likeness mm -hmm. there, and it just yeah. it it instantly dated for me personally. It instantly slightly dated the Terminator two hit, which I always found to be a little bit, con almost caricaturing a little yeah. bit. It's there, yeah. it's there, but he's almost a bit like mm. he's, he's almost doing that scene. You remember the movie Red Sonja where he gets the little. Little, the little dude 
and he just smiles <laughs> at it and he goes. That's that's yes. what it feels like he's doing in, in that first Terminator figure. It's just a little <laughs> bit square and stuff like that. The best use I saw for that Terminator 2 head was some dude on the Sideshow Freaks board, and he made an Ivan Danko custom using okay. that Terminator 2 head, and it looked amazing. I was like, wow, okay, that, <laughs> that, that one would really work. I don't know if you guys saw that. But um, I, 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 I sold up, and I'm, I've got this new, this new one on the way, and it should have been here by now, to be fair, but I don't know what's after <laughs> happening to it. With regards to... and Oh, I'm... To, 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 I, I've also got the Enterbay Terminator 2, which to me yes. is one of the finest likenesses of Arnie ever. I still think it's better than this new Hot Toys one. I genuinely yeah. do. I think it's an absolutely amazing face. There's a slight issue with the hair. His hair's a little poofy on the Enterbay one, but that mm. face of his is absolutely amazing. In terms of likeness, I think Enterboy, or Enterboy, Enterbay, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, Enterbay uh, may have a... Uh... Freudian slip there. Yeah, it's just a slip. And uh, I, 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 I think Enterbay have got the, the likeness nailed, and if yeah. Enterbay's preview of the little snippet we've seen of their T2 battle damage, it's like going to be something else. Ah, yes. You know, so I think that the competition there is really heating up. For me, it's all about getting the best likeness of the character and uh, the Terminator being my favorite of all all all-time movies of all time, I will endeavor to get what I think is the best likeness. Mm. When it comes to the 12-inch ones, no, it's I'm I'm in I'm a shoe-in totally on the battle damage T2 even though I've already got the big T2 already. But when it comes to the Hot Toys one and the 12-inch ones. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do, actually, when it comes to getting the battle damaged. I think what right. I'd like to do is is get them all first, and then decide which I find ones are the most monumental. Yeah. Jesus, and when that... When Hot Toys didn't come along and release their Terminator 1 one-fourth scale, oh my god, they're putting ah. the power amongst the pigeons there or something fierce, because <laughs> that's going to mess things up something fierce. Yeah, I mean, I do love this quarter scale stuff, but I, but my, I think my first love and, and my all, my always love will be one will be one six scale. You have, but yeah. it, 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 it is just the fact that you've got such a bigger canvas. You know, you can it, it, although it doesn't seem like an awfully big jump uh, when you see the difference in, in 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 how much work can be put into that slightly bigger head. You know, when you, as you say with the quarter scale interbay, I was blown away by it when it came out. And and as you say, I mean, they were the kind of the first guys to kind of really go into using. You know, genuine kind of Italian calfskin leather, and it was. Yep. You know, yeah. I know uh, yeah. we all know that. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's the guy that runs Enterbay. Name's gone now. But anyway, sorry, no, it's Is gone. It, uh, Enterbay Bill. Bill, that's the guy. Bill. Bill. Uh, I mean, we all know he has this kind of love of Ferraris and whatever, and I, and I, and I, uh, I think they really do want to make themselves that kind of top end scale. That's what they're aiming for. Uh, and if they can, you know, if they can, if they can get the quality control in, in hand, I think that you know they, they could be on, on track yeah, to be I, doing I, something I, like that. I think they could nail it. You know, in my local uh, comic book store here in Southampton, which will will be uh, remain unnamed, they've managed to uh, price. I mean, and someone will buy it. You know, someone who's not in the know of these figures will buy it. They, they got the Joker Enterbay one actually yeah. on the window. I've never seen an Enterbay figure anywhere in any in any stores. I was just yeah. always online. But seeing the Joker on the window, which I don't have actually, and I was on the fence no. about, but uh, they've priced it up at like, and for all of all of American viewers, they hopefully will understand the difference between the dollar and the pound, particularly at the moment. <laughs> They're charging five hundred and ninety-five pounds. Oh my God! For the Enterbay Jeez. Joker, for, for for you guys in America, that is about oh. eight nine hundred dollars, no problem, hands down for the Enterbay Joker. And you know what? Someone will buy that. Someone. Well, it's, it's totally to, to say to put up their prices now. Yeah. Don't get the wrong idea, Interbay. 
you know, is, this is just for some crazy lunatic in Southampton who doesn't know very much. Will buy this? Who's got loads of money to spend? Maybe a football fan. I don't know. But the th- I mean, it's like the, you know, it's like Forbidden Planet in London, where you, you know you'll take a stroll in there every now and then, and you, your jaw will hit the ground when you see how much they charge you for hot toys figures. Yep. And and they they just know that you know if if they get some rich city boy who's going to stroll in there one lunchtime and he's had a few glasses of beer at lunch and he's going to think, hey, I really love that film. Why don't I spend five hundred quid on a it on a six figure? It will happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It will absolutely happen. So we're all we're all pretty uh, we, we're all kind of pretty excited so about the Terminator. I mean, my, my, Jeff, is is your one going to be a hit with you soon? Do you think? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm in the hands of of the of the, uh, of the people who send me um, uh, my, my samples. So I, I mean, it's one that I would really like to get get hold of. Cool. The one I'm most excited about at the moment, I think, is uh, is Ironmonger. Did you did you get that yet, Mike? Yes, I do have that here. Yeah. I haven't oh. opened it up yet, but yeah, I do have Mike. Ironmonger. Yeah, oh, okay. The one if, really we have, if there's an Ironmonger amongst us, surely we should discuss Ironmonger, no? <laughs> he's probably he's, he's not in your, your shed, is he? <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, oh, it's you not have the shed. Oh, yes. It's the bar. Well, I say, and sorry, yes, when exactly. I say shed, I mean I mean, <laughs> kind of, uh, I mean the American version of a shed, which has like got three floors and a lift and. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Upmarket shed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's out me? there. I haven't opened him yet. Okay, well then maybe we should save the uh, Iron Monger then for maybe our Christmas special. Sure, sounds we, good. We, we will maybe save somebody will buy me the Iron Monger for Christmas. Yeah, hopefully I'm. I've, I, you know, I've got my fingers crossed on that front too. So we shall see. We shall see how it goes. We, it depends if we get maybe our Christmas special during. Maybe we might maybe just do it a few days after Christmas. We'll see how we do. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see how we do on, on in terms of our time and stuff like that. Whether we'll get a Christmas special, and but uh, yeah, I think, I think we should definitely save uh, the Iron Monger so for a Christmas special. Well, I but, think it'd which, be nice if we, if we could all find ourselves around a roaring fire one evening, and you know, all, all sipping a nice a nice whiskey and perhaps uh, handing out cigars. Yeah, or yes. wearing our nice Christmas sweaters. I think it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. knit, knit by our little minions, which we all yeah. have, of course. Yes. We need to form some kind of like gentleman's club for, for toy enthusiasts, you know, like you know, they have these kind of exclusive members only clubs in London where you go and smoke cigars and drink brandy. We should do that, but we just discuss that. We have that, Mike. We, that's the illusion we're trying yeah. to give off to the people here. We we we, ha- we have that. Instead of like the stone cutters, we are like the, the action yeah. figure posers. <laughs> <laughs> You mean you guys aren't sitting around a fire drinking brandy right now? Yes, that's the illusion. Well, I, I, yeah. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to check another logo. Excellent, excellent. you log. Okay, well, what that will actually lead us on to our next figure then, which will be the snake. I believe two of our illustrious mm. hosts have got the snake from Metal Gear Solid. I myself am not a particular Metal Gear Solid fan, but I do love saying snake, snake, snake all the time. <laughs> So I would say, James, 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 take it away. And while you're taking it away with your discussion on what you think of your snake, our own master, Mike Crawford, has just got his in hand and is going to open it while uh, our own master, James, will be speaking about it. Isn't that mm, Yeah, I'll try not to make too much noise. Uh, Mike has it's, it's, it's more authentic. Go for it, James. Uh, uh, I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan, uh, contrary to Eamon. <laughs> um and it uh let me see i have um all three of the metacom versions uh from metal gear solid 3 right um yeah i don't well i don't have the flag one the flag camo oh yeah um and i have the um the metal gear solid 4 snake from metacom and then semi recently i got the in flames 
version, which is kind of like an after-party version. I don't know if you guys know about that yeah, one or not. Yeah, I saw it. Um, and that one's nice um, for what it is. Um, yeah. I, the outfit on that one's really good. Um, so when I got this, um, it's it's kind of to me it's kind of like a weird mixed bag. The head sculpt is definitely the best uh, rendition of the character we've ever gotten. Um, I would say in any scale. Uh, so it's really, really spot on. The thing that irks me about it is that they just chose a really weird costume. Since it is Snake from Metal Gear Solid 3, um, they, I don't know why they chose the sneaking suit. Um, just to get really nerdy and specific about it, that particular suit is one that you get until the very end of the game, and it's kind of easy to miss if you don't know what you're doing and you know, you're not actively kind of seeking it out. Um I and it's it was a weird looking costume. I did, did I didn't recognize it as as his usual gear. Yeah, um so a lot of people are upset they didn't just go with like the camo fatigues. Um and I'm kind of upset about that, I guess, because this one it looks cool but it hinders his articulation a lot. Um looks a little poofy. So it is and um it like I uh, he's got from what I can tell he's got double jointed elbows, but they feel more like just the single jointed muscle body elbows because you can't get a lot of um, articulation out of them. And when you do, um, you know, it's the same problem like the Batman Begins figure. It'll just kind of, you'll move it and it'll go back into place. Yeah. Um, so I've had a difficult time kind of posing him because I want him in that classic kind of CQC pose that he does. Um, so that's my, my major beef with it is the, the costume choice because it's awkward. And then that the costume choice hinders his articulation a lot. Because he's on a bigger, kind of bulkier muscle body, which is accurate for the character. Um, but just with the outfit selection, it doesn't really work. Um, so I don't know. With that said, it's his accessory complement's really, really good. I think it's he comes with a fold-out cardboard box um, that has like little pieces of tape, so you can tape it up, um, which is really, really cool. Um, and the box is awesome. I don't know if anybody's seen that yet, but if well, you... Well, how's Mike getting on there with the box? I can hear him kind of cracking it open in the background. What's the box like, Mike? Uh, well, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a, it's a standard flat box, right? <clears throat> Fifth panel with the magnetic closures and inside's the window box. Right, cool. but if you um, get it... Uh, I took a hair dryer um, and uh, used the hair dryer to heat it up. If you heat up the front of the box, there's like a hidden kind of camouflaged image of snake... Um, yeah, it's pretty. That's mm. pretty neat. Um, so I liked that about it. But I don't know. It's, um, what, what was the company that did the very first Metal Gear Solid figures? Because I've got, I've got a couple. Uh, it was a Japanese company. And they had the um, the Ashley Wood illustrations on the front. Uh, I they came that out. One. They came out way back in the kind of late nineties. They were slightly undersized for for, for one six. They weren't. Um, they weren't Medicom. I yeah, I can't. I have a couple of those too, but I can't remember. Yeah, because they were they were quite cool. I mean, for the time. I mean, I'm I'm sure that if I dug them out of storage now, they wouldn't be quite as uh, as impressive as they seem to be at the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I bought the um, again. I'm not that up on Metal Gear Solid, but I bought the um, the Solid Snake. I think it was, which is the one in the armor, was it? And uh, and there was like a, a naked snake who had like a long trench coat and was shirtless. Didn't really appeal. And there was another right, girl that had like orange hair. Meryl. Yeah. Meryl, yeah, that was really cool. I got her. Meryl. And there was like a sniper with um, yellow hair. It was sort of yellowy green. That was quite cool as well. 
Well, one of the things I noticed that's kind of interesting this time around is that he's fairly well outfitted out of, out of the box. Oh, yeah. You know how we usually have to put all the packs and stuff on him? Uh-oh. He's got all his packs on his belt already. He even has his radio already uh, in the in the pack for the radio, even though it's just a little Velcro pack, so he can take it in and out easy enough. He's got yeah. his little earpiece to his radio on his uh, on his straps that's already in place, glued in place, so you don't have to worry about losing the radio. Mm-hmm. The earpiece, and then uh, uh, is the do you think the bandana rises a little low on his eyes? Um, I don't know, it might just be me, but you almost. Almost can't see the the uh, un uncovered eye. Meaning he's blind. Yeah, I mean he's almost blind. But yeah, it's a, I love the hair. I mean it's a really detailed sculpt as usual as you expect. Yeah, it's a good sculpt. But you're right. The sure. the costume pretty much like Batman. This costume pretty much completely restricts his uh, mobility. He's going to be standing in pretty straight up in a single pose. Yeah. Um, and it's I think it was a weird choice for them. The whole mid his whole midsection um is like a solid piece of molded plastic, so there's you can't really get any waist articulation out of him either. So he's 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 one of those ones that's gonna stand around looking nonchalant a bit like Batman then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Rather than any in any kind of like deep kneeling poses, both hands on the on the revolver. That's not gonna happen. Definitely not. Oh. Okay. Any any other thoughts on um, Snake there, Mike? Yeah, well, he's cool, but you know what's interesting for me because I have absolutely zero uh, interest or fascination with the line and no background with it whatsoever. It's not a game I've ever played. Right. Um, so that's always a that's when I do reviews of things that I have absolutely no interest in, like uh, your beloved Masters of the Universe. Ah, <laughs> mean you no, have no interest? I, mean you don't go to sleep with them with He-Man holding yeah, your hand? Or? I couldn't possibly <laughs> care less. You see, that was one of those awful '80s cartoons that you know. I was oh. I was chasing women and drinking beer, and I. Yeah, I'm with my I'm with Mike on there. this one. Yeah, well, uh, right there, there's but, a generation gap right there. For for yeah. the next generation after us is the Power Rangers generation, which I loathe. Yeah. Yeah, or, right. or Ninja Turtles or whatever it was. But when when you review something that you don't really have any tie to the license, it can be interesting because you can look at it from a slightly different yeah. angle. You know, <clears> you <throat> don't have the nostalgia or the the desire to want it to be the greatest thing ever, and, no and so that always makes this interesting. No rose-tinted goggles, Rod. You're not, you're not being no, overly nostalgic, but you can be a bit more... I, I, yeah, I was, I was kind of like that when I did the Resident Evil figures. It was kind of like, I, I'm not a gamer. I, you know, I, I, I love any one-sixth figures as long as they're done well. So, you know, that for me was the turn-on. It wasn't so much the, the source material. But, um, but yeah, I just, you know, I thought the majority of those figures were really cool. I think they, they, they kind of dropped the ball a bit on some of the, on the female figures because the articulation yeah. was, was kind of suffering. Um, but particularly those early ones, the the two of um, uh, Leon Kennedy, I thought they were just great figures, really cool figures, amazing accessories, good sculpts when you consider them against you know the actual what you see in the game, mm. uh, and things like that. I, I just thought they were they were really well handled. But I'm, am I right in thinking? Um, I can't remember who it was who sculpted this snake figure. It wasn't it wasn't somebody we know particularly well. I've got this. I've got a name in my like head. It's a very different style than the other figures. Yeah. Is it Jung Won? Jung Won or something like that? I can't remember now. I remember reading at the time when it came out. I don't know if you can see it on the box there, Mike. Jung Ju Won. Jung Ju Won, that was it. That yeah, was that's it. it. Oh, well, remember Jung Won. I wasn't, wasn't far off. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember it at the time reading it, and, and you know, it was like, uh, as is always the case, it was kind of head, head art directed by, and it's normally Yuli or Kojinan. I can't remember who it was in that, but I remember thinking I'm not pretty familiar with that with that name. So yeah, I don't think I've seen that one either. 
Um, but mm. the, it's a really good sculpt. Uh, it captures the character well. And I think um, the artist for the series, Yoji Shinkawa, um, yeah. oversaw this too. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's just, I'm sad about the character choice because I think, um, as far as I'm concerned, and from what I understand, a lot of other people were expecting it to be Solid Snake right? Uh, for their first figure. And I'm sure they'll get to him, but that's definitely who I've... Um, wanted for a while, and I'd have preferred them to kick the Metal Gear line off with. Yeah. So, any more? So, say, what are your thoughts on the female character? Um, again, sorry, I forget her name. Um, the boss. The boss, boss. That's it. The boss with the, with the kind of scarring on the chest and everything. Which you would do, I suppose, if you were exposing your chest like that. You'd well, yeah, if you, you go into battle right. and, and you know you're, you're exposed. It's going to happen. Good mix of <laughs> Uh, she looks cool. Um, I have her pre-ordered. Um, I'm wondering if I should cancel or not, though. Yeah. Um, she's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, it looks. I. I mean, it. It looks really accurate to the game. Uh, but she's not my favorite character. Right. So. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Any more uh, thoughts on uh, Snake there? What snake are we talking? It's not solid snake. It's not soft snake. Not squishy snake. What snake is it? <laughs> naked. Naked snake. He's n- he naked snake. Yes. Or big boss, if big you prefer. Boss. Big boss snake. Cool. Spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> for a, an eight-year-old game. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm sure we can get past that. So any any more thoughts there, Mike? Once you've not, not you've, he's out of the box or anything, any, any more final thoughts? On, uh, nope. James snake? has him pretty pretty much down. Yeah, I mean, does it does he excite you? Because you know, it, it is interesting to like like what you were saying to be looking at figures where you're not really that involved with the actual property, or you've got no real major interest in it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, even in that case, you can get the right costume and the right design and still be you know be blown away by it. <clears throat> and I gotta agree with James. You know, I have no idea what this costume is, but it's not a costume that's really particularly eye catching. It's got kind of a weird. Uh, it's a weird design, you know. You got pieces that mm. are plastic. You got pieces that are leather. You got pieces that have little strings on them. Uh, there's a there's an odd mixture of some yellows and blacks, and with the gray and the straps over his chest and around his crotch kind of look like, uh, you know, a, a parachute set. Um, like he should have a chute on his back, and then you've got this really bulky uh, set of what are more like a you know, would go well with a camo outfit, bags around his waist. So it's kind of a weird outfit, especially for a face sculpt like Snake's with the eye patch and everything, which you yeah. doesn't doesn't really. It's kind of incongruous. Yeah. What about those gloves too, hindering? Pretty much yeah, all the yeah, wrist there's articulation. No, there's no wrist articulation. There's no real foot articulation, and. And uh, like James said, there's no there's no chest or torso. It's all covered up. So yeah, he's pretty. Uh, I do like the idea though if they if they start kitting these guys up a little bit more, you know, that's it's a huge pain in everybody's ass putting everything. It on. is. Oh, it makes me sweat. Yes. I hate it. it. Makes me nervous. I get shaky. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with that. I quite like I quite like that bit. It's uh, you know sometimes you do feel like you're taking your life in your hands. It's like when I was. Um, I know because uh, I read your reviews on my for the for the Samurai Predator. I don't really try to read yours until I've read, read, written mine. But um, but yeah, we agreed on on the the putting the helmet on was quite nerve wracking on that because you kind of have to force the helmet kind of over these ridges on the sides of the head. Uh, and it's little things little things like that, and you're thinking, God, this. And it is like, a thin know. plastic. It's not like it is, yeah, it's, is yeah, yeah, anything sturdy. It's not vinyl or anything. It feels like yeah. a kind of brittle plastic that could just go at any second. 
And that is an expensive figure. So there was, you know, that, that kind of made me sweat. But I have to, on the whole, I do quite like dressing them. I do like all the kind of fiddly stuff. Um, when I've got a lot of figures to review, it can get a bit annoying. But, um, but on the whole, like, you know, I've always really enjoyed just sitting down and taking some time out to kind of kit them up properly, particularly the military ones. I find that quite almost therapeutic. Yeah, I don't mind if it's not frustrating. When it becomes frustrating is when I start to not, you know, when you get something that just won't fit the way they want it to fit. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, then it's then I get a little peeved. Yeah. Oh, I find that extremely stressful. I've, wow. I've got to sit down and take a break from it, especially if, especially if they're little, especially if they're little clips that are so small. You know, if you force it and, and it goes, if you even remotely slip off the direction, that thing's gonna snap. You know, mm. I need a little, little clasps or anything like that, especially on some of the, especially on figures that have layers of kit on them, because often, yes. often they're very generous with the prototypes and they can allow, and it's like you don't know if you should be extending the strap. That because like, ah. Very nerve-wracking, very nerve-wracking. Like some, of the, some of the military ones, they, 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 where they have all the kind of webbing pouches, and they yeah. don't actually even put any clips on it, it's all just done with webbing, and it's that bold B-O-L-L-E system where you kind of have to, have to fit these kind of straps and weave them through the underlying kind of webbing. And you have to use, like, pincer little kind of, like, um, uh, toothpicks Tweez. and stuff. Just Yeah, tweezers and toothpicks just tweezers. to kind of ease, yeah. ease this stuff through. And uh, yeah, I mean, I have to admit again, like like I said before, I actually find it quite enjoyable to a degree because you, you, there's no way you can rush it. You've just got to say to yourself, right, I'm going to set aside an hour and a half, and I'm just going to sit and I'm going to keep the scarf, I'm going to do it properly, and um, I quite I quite enjoy that sometimes. <laughs> Jeff is a brave man. <laughs> he is a brave man. <laughs> Big honest. Well, that's it. So for Snake, we got uh, nothing less to say on Snake there. To say on Snake there. Uh, so I was going to take the opportunity to give a little review on a figure that I don't think anyone else on the podcast has with us today, and it's the ACI Toys Spartacus figure from their, gladi- right. from their Gladiator line. Yeah. And uh, I've I've never in my life gotten an ACI uh, figure or product before. Um, mm-hmm. I was a bit like on the fence about them because I was like, oh right, yeah, they're not, they're not, it's not hot toys. It's it's a little bit, and it's and it's cheaper. But uh, being a fan of of TV shows like Spartacus and all things glad- gladiator related, I I just I, I, I could I couldn't resist it. I didn't particularly like the Flama one, which I'll be interested to hear what Mike what Mike says because I believe Mike, you have the the previous figure to the Spartacus, which is a character called Flama, or it's a no. I think Jeff has that one. one. Yeah, yeah, I did that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Jeff has got that one. Sorry, yes, Jeff, Jeff, you've got you you've got the Flama figure, so yeah. you you would kind of at least kind of know what you're kind of getting here. Yeah, and. Um, with, 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 with this one here, this this Spartacus here, I, I was absolutely delighted with it. For for the kind of price that it is, I mean, this cost me about eighty pounds or something like that, eighty to one hundred yeah. pounds, somewhere in the middle of that range, and that's about one hundred and what, one hundred and fifty bucks. That's that I for for the kind of figure that it is. I mean, it, it, it's a very sturdy body. I like the articulation on it, although I would have liked a little bit more on the shoulder. Uh, but the anatomy, the anatomy is kind of decent on it, yeah. and and I have to say, for for the for for you're getting really good bang for your buck here, and I think he's yeah. he's really nice. The feathers are a little OTT. I mean, it's like surely you could get a small feathers than that. It's like they actually plucked them off a real live bird and stuck them on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I wish there were smaller. Their feathers like you just put in on the top of his um, on his gladiatorial helmet. He's a particular kind of gladiator. I forget the particular kind of gladiator that he is. I'm sure historians are going to go nuts at me, but you know he comes with. The weapons are proper steel as well. The sword is proper steel. Uh, he's got mm. a kind of a, a curved, sharp, weird, gauntlety kind of a sword as well that comes with him. 
He comes with his uh, he comes with his nice gladiatorial shield. The, uh, the the padding and the armor on him is really nicely done. It's it's nicely stained as well, so it doesn't look too clean. That was one of the reasons I didn't like the previous uh, effort from um, from ACI Toys was the yeah. flame figure. I, t- I thought he was too clean looking. He didn't look like I, f- I felt the need to go in there and start flickering flicking blood splatter. I'm just to kind of do anything if I was going <laughs> to get him. But this one, there's some really nice you know, wear and and color and discoloration on 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 some parts of him and. The head sculpt. Let me just take off the helmet here again to remind me. The helmet is a little difficult to take off as well, which I don't like, and it kind of scuffs his nose a bit. But you kind of—it looks really cool, though. I think. Be a, bit, be a gentle. The head sculpt is decent. I have to say, you know, it's the head sculpt is obviously done to resemble one, one beloved and late uh, Andy Whitman. May he rest in peace. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 a similar likeness to him. I I don't think they're trying to get an exact likeness, but I think they're definitely trying to give you the feel of that of of his particular look. And um, it's not bad at all. Um, you know, it's 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 a decent head sculpt. Again, you know, I mean, I got the I got the Mattel twelve inch effort figures. I got the Ghostbusters, and of course we saw the Superman. I just I, they just they just weren't up to scratch. I know they were a che- of a cheaper price point, but just mm-hmm. those Mattel ones just w- weren't really up to scratch. For the price of these figures, I think they are really onto something here with a good price point. And they've just, he's just announced as well on, on, on the 1-6 Warriors website that um, he's uh, releasing uh, the Bringer of Rain armor, which is uh, armor that he won in just two episodes. It was an armor that he was bestowed on, on, the, on the, in the TV series of Spartacus. And that armor is absolutely awesome. And they've done a really nice job on it. Um, and again, brand new to ACI Toys. I, I hope they make more. I mean, I'm interested to see they're also doing a, the, a Roman general, which looks a little like Russell Crowe from Gladiator. It is his Roman, <laughs> yep. Roman more, armor. More than a little. More than a little. You know, it, it is a little, but it's, you know, I, I personally prefer a better likeness. But, you know, I mean, I say... I'm not. I'm the guy, I don't think it'd be really fair to comment on, on, on the ins and outs of, of licensing and likenesses and all this kind of stuff. Because... No. You know, I I know how t- how difficult it can be for a small company to release something that, you know, that ha- that has to involve a license. And some of these licenses can be really expensive. Well, I, 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 I like this. I mean, in an ideal world, yeah, they would have a license or, or things like that, but they don't. So, we we get these things, and I I think they're brilliant for a hundred for the for the price point they are. You're getting a very, in my opinion, a very solid tidy cool figure that's actually really poseable it's, it's really action figure as well you kind of get in there yeah. the feathers are very awkward on them yeah I do, I do think they, they I mean it was, it was the same with the flamer one that you know perhaps the feathers might have been better if they'd been sculpted I do like real feathers being used and sometimes it can work really well but particularly when they're those kind of ostrich varieties used on yeah. this one Flamboyant they're a little bit well. kind of over fluffy yeah so what are your overall impressions of, of, the, of these figures well, I was really impressed with the first one, but there again, you know, very shortly after I'd received the, the ACR one, I got the, um, the two costly plastic ones, um, which were, um, you know, kind of equally as nice, but they had, they had the benefit of kind of having real metal uh, armor and, and helmets and everything as well. Um, right. Whereas, uh, is the helmet metal on, on your new one, or is that just, is it no, plastic? No, that's plastic as well. That's plastic, yeah, yeah. But, which kind of aids in, in, uh, in, in the posing because it's not quite so top heavy. But yeah. there is something really nice about the kind of the metal armor. But no, I, I think it's really cool. I just, I, it's a bit like back in the old days when, um, oh, Michael, remember these because I know you used to collect a lot of those kind of historical figures. Um, who were the guys that used to make them? Ignite. 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 That's what. Yes, I, think I have did. quite a few of the Ignite 
Yeah, uh, and they did all they did all the kind of like Vikings and uh, and Romans and whatever. Oh, really? um, and out. for the time, they were. I remember I remember reading Mike's reviews on a on a kind of weekly basis and like being you know quite jealous, thinking, oh, I quite fancy a few of those because they were. They yeah, were really... and actually, I'd love to see someone uh, put those on a new body. Yeah. And perhaps because just they we- and weather have, them just a little bit more. Perhaps just a little do bit have more weather. All metal accessories, yeah. you know, all the swords and shields and everything, and uh, they were really, in terms of accessories and outfits, really well done. It's just that they yeah. had used, like a lot of small companies do, you know, they used a cheaper body, and the head sculpts were just sort of uh, uh, generic. generic. Yeah, but I remember reading your reviews back then, and I was, I was kind of like, God, these these are really cool, actually. Uh, the only thing they really needed, and because I'm I am. You know, I am a mint in box kind of guy. I always keep my, my figures kind of box fresh. I don't tend to weather them or, or kind of mod them too much. Mm. Um, and the one thing I always thought they needed was some, some dirtying up. Because mm-hmm. they, they looked like, you know, you know when you're a kid and you go to your local museum and they've got some kind of figures of, of Romans or whatever. And they always just looked like pristine. And that was, that was the only thing that I think the Ignite things fell down on was that they, they were always kind of, they were, they were the fresh out of the, uh, out of the armor factory. They were never, um, they never had the dents and the, uh, <laughs> and the dirt and the blood of battle, which is kind of what, as a collector, you kind of want to see some of that. They did some uh, other interesting figures too. They did Napoleon, as I recall. And, yeah, yeah, uh, I uh, yeah, they did quite a few different historical figures. I've always been a fan of of uh, well done historical figures. I loved all the sideshow western um, stuff. You know, I was just yeah. I'm actually making some inroads on cataloging and cleaning up my barn, and I I was just unpacking the two uh, the Doc Holliday and the uh, Wyatt Earp premium formats that Ooh. that sideshow did, and I just love you know they're not they're what five six years ago at least now. Yeah. Um, but they're they're just fantastic. They're just two of my favorite PFs, um, and so yeah, I've always liked the historical stuff. And Ignite did a nice job. I don't think they're in business anymore. I think they they went the way no. of the buffalo. I think they became another company, didn't they? Is that uh, possible? I can't remember what the name was, but I'm I'm sure I remember reading over on One Six Warriors that they'd kind of you know shed some management and kind of morphed into a different name. Um, but for the life of me, I can't remember who it was now. I mean, I think I think the playing field. I think we were discussing it in the. In the in the last episode, I mean, I think the playing field is really ripe for, you know, not hot toys price figures somewhere in the middle ground mark somewhere, yeah. where you know you're making decent size sculpts, but you're not charging an arm and a leg. And and actually, this hopefully will actually listen to her nice little part of the discussion about um, about the pricing, about the pricing of these figures. You know, I mean, mm. uh, the, 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 your your average your average DX now is two hundred fifty bucks. You know, mm-hmm. they're, 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 things are getting very expensive and prices well, are... Well, your non-DX, yeah, your non-DX is 180 to 200. I mean, that's yeah, a yeah. lot of money for and just a basic and that, figure. And that recent Samurai Predator was, what, 350? 350 for Samurai Predator. Yeah. yeah. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, I mean, I mean, Iron Monger priced me out, man. I was like, I can't justify that for a figure. I, it, was, it was really difficult for me to do that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's getting increasingly that way for a lot of people. Um, you know, particularly at the end of the day, these figures are priced at, uh, they're pitched at an audience who are, you know, adult working uh, with dispensable income. And the trouble is that, you know, everybody's dispensable income is becoming less and less. Uh, <sighs> but on top of that, particularly, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're a person that's got, you know, like most people, we all have responsibilities, whether it be, you know, your wife, the kids, the mortgage, whatever. Yeah, as those prices are creeping ever, ever further and further, uh, in, into the sky, it's, it's, it's getting it's getting more and more difficult for people just to justify it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you also have the fact that at one point here, you didn't have any competition. You know, if you think about Sideshow, when they first started, they had no real competition in, in the six-scale market, mm-hmm. at least not at the quality, even of, of their early Universal Monsters and stuff. You know, nobody was doing anything quite like that. Um, and then, you know, Metacom and Hot Toys came along, and, and it really put a lot of pressure on Sideshow because they couldn't couldn't keep up that same level of quality of a Hot Toys figure. And so Hot Toys sort of came in, and they didn't really have any competition. You know, they, they, they kind of... Own that market, and now with Enterbay coming in and doing a really good job, Hot Toys is starting to have some serious competition. Yeah. And once you start having more than one outlet for that, what little disposable income you have, well, you know, now it becomes a problem. I can't. I have to start choosing. I have to say, well, do I want that new Terminator or do I want that new Batman? I can't yeah. get them both. Yeah, that seems to be happening quite, 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 quite a lot. I think, and it's going to. It is going to increase and stuff like that, but I mean, do, do you think the the level of competition and stuff like that will will, if, will affect prices? I mean, that that's the thing. That's what you'd like to think, you know. Will, will the will the competition between like and even like the rising up to the rank other some other smaller companies as well, like ACI Toys? Do you think that's even gonna? I mean, do you think something like ACI Toys, well, what they're doing, and some of the other companies like Costing also? Do you think they're do you think they're taking a bite out of that kind of collecting Apple, or do you think that? Right now, it does seem to be, it does seem to be that you know it's like the Apple versus Microsoft. We got Hot Toys and Enterbay. Hot Toys being yes. uh, Apple, Enterbay being Microsoft. Yeah. Maybe it's the I, way I, around. Who I knows? Think it's, I think it's. I think sometimes <laughs> it's to do with well, as Mike was saying earlier, you know, like when when Sideshow had no competition, it was because they were picking up all the good licenses, mm. um, and Hot Toys kind of really struggled at the beginning to get decent licenses. So they kind of mm. traded on some of the more kind of classic and cult licenses, uh, and and they kind of. Earned their stripes by by doing that well, and like people got into it. And when when sort of people thought they could actually pick up these old licenses and deliver really good quality products, that it was like a good calling card to the companies when they came to say, right, we want to pick up you know the latest licenses. Uh, and I think that's how the the, the kind of um, the collaborations kind of came around with Sideshow and and Hot Toys because not only was it good for them to to distribute, but it was also good for the for their kind of name just to be kind of associated with this kind of slightly better quality of, uh, of product and I think that's going to uh, I think that's going to kind of like be a, across the board I think it's all to do with like a niche market and who you're trying to uh, who exactly it is you're trying to sell to because ACI yeah. obviously with their gladiators they're not they're not trying to sell to people who uh, who want the latest uh, Terminator figure it's, it is a niche market but they're doing it well and I think if you do something well enough people will see it they'll sit up and they'll think well actually that's not something I've been that interested in in the past but they're doing it really well I think I'm going to pick one up and then you pick it up, and that's kind of you get bitten by the bug, and that's kind of I think that's kind of what happened with a lot of people with hot toys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you if you put out a good enough product, they will come. I think, uh-huh. I, think I was thinking about maybe one of our novelty guests one time would be just for a few minutes to be getting my friend Dan, and he's he's one of those guys that you know he's he's he's. He's he's not in particular into figures and stuff, like, but you know he's kind of like one of those closet geeks, but he's always Mister Cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Dan would be cool. awesome on here. And then he, he's a uh, he. he would, I don't know if you know this particular Dan. This is this is the Dan here, and um, he's um, he literally has just uh, he saw one or two of my hot toys, and he started with that Superman, and you know it started with that Superman, and that was it. Boom, he got the book. For me, I mean, yeah, I got oh. the book with hot toys as well. The very first yeah. hot toy I ever got was got to be by uh, my girlfriend, which was the Iron Man Mark One. Now that's mm. a 
that's a pretty impressive opening hot toy to get. Mm-hmm. That is that mm-hmm. is such a cool figure. Yeah. I mean, it's still up there. I mean, I've just I've just recently got the um the, the updated version. Ah, yeah. And uh, and it's kind of like you know if if you've still got that original version, let's face it, most of the time the faceplate is down, isn't it? It is. It is. And with the faceplate yeah. down, yeah. there's not a hell of a lot in it. No. Um, but you know, you get a few extra cool little kind of bits and pieces with the new one. But yeah, God, that was that is. That is I still hold that up as like pretty much my favourite Iron Man figure, even yeah. though the, the other figures are sleek and kind of engineered. That kind of scrap heat challenge look oh, of that absolutely. figure <laughs> is just is just so cool. He's 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 very iconic, actually. And, and and that's it then. That was it. Boom, 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 boom. Every hot toy that was coming out there, like Blade came out, Wolverine came out, and I also mm-hmm. really. And it was just at that time as well where I believe uh, hot toys were really just they were really getting their stuff together. They, they were, were firing really, on all cylinders, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. It start. I think it started with the uh, Iron Man license and the Terminator Salvation license. Would I be right in that? I mean, I, you guys have been in. I know the rest of you guys have been at the Hot Toys longer than I have, but uh, am I am I assuming that? Uh, yeah, I would say that Iron Man license yeah. really did put them over yeah. the top. Yeah, yeah that some, really that really made them step up their game. Yeah, yeah, I think that made did a lot of people set up. Was Pirates before that or after Iron Man? Uh, that was recall. before that. Pirates was one of their earliest licenses, wasn't yeah. it, Jeff? It seems it to be like, yeah, yeah, it switched into well, licensing. Though. Yeah, that was one of their first. And they did good work with it. I mean, I like my yeah. Jets. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, Davy Jones was probably the only one that was a little disappointing because he's a little small. But yeah. um, I, I thought that, you know, I, I, I still like that license, and I'd like to see a couple more figures produced in that so yeah, they can finish yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, and I, but, I still think but that Iron Man really, figure looks good. Yeah, Iron Man really caught everybody's attention. Especially, especially when everybody. I mean, as I say, Iron Man Mark One was and is still, you know, just about one of my favourites. But it has to be said that although he's now a little dated because you know we've had so many generations of the, the, the power suit. But when that the Mark Two, sorry, the Mark Three first came out, the red and gold. Um, even though you know it has been improved upon, you know, it was still for its time the engineering that had gone into that. You were just like, wow, look at this! Mm. The little flaps open, the the rocket launchers open, the knees bend properly. You know, and it lights up, and it lights yeah. up. You know, yeah, it's just like novelty. Yeah, it was like, my God, they've just gone to Stan Winston and said, let's make this one six figure of this outfit and do it properly, and they did. And it, yeah, I, again, I think that just really made people sit up and think, you know, they, wow, we've got some serious contenders here. These aren't just going to put out toys. And their, all their Predator stuff was... Sorry, Jeff. No, um, no, no, carry on, yeah. All their Predator stuff was pretty early on, too, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the AVP, AVP, the AVP and... stuff, yeah. Which, yeah, which no, classic, I don't like yeah. the AVP ones. Didn't it, does, it does look dated now. The Predator's faces, they do look kind of quite caricature-ish. But funnily enough, I mean, like, when I photographed um, the, um, the Samurai Predator recently, I used the AVP Alien for that, because it's still the best alien that they've ever released. Um, it's just as a toy. It's just so poseable. You know, you can really play with it. Um, like Alien Warrior from Aliens too. That yeah, was. yeah, absolutely. But um, kind of. yeah, and, and it's just one of those things where they, they, you know, they just keep going from strength to strength at the moment. But that, as you as you said, as 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 is the topic of this particular area of the conversation, there is there is so much competition that is sort of like you know crawling through the bushes as we speak and kind of like taking aim on them. Well, you know, part of the you had you had mentioned how does this going to help in pricing? You know, is is this going to do any good to have all this competition, or are we going to see prices drop? Perhaps, yeah. you know. Um, and and the part of the problem with that though is once a company like Hot Toys gets a taste of that money, uh, they start to spend it, they start to add on, they start to grow. It's very hard for them to find ways to back it off. 
You mm. know what I mean? It's very difficult for a company to say, okay, we've been making X profit margin for so long. Uh, how do we cut that profit margin down to try to sell more? Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's a very complicated process, and a lot of companies don't like to do it. And, yeah. and, and you can see it, it really affects them over time. So it's it's hard sometimes for them to get those prices back down once they've reached a certain level. Uh, and often what will happen is a new competitor, somebody other than Enerbay and Hot Toys will come along, and they'll be able to do it because they don't have the overhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's very rare that you see a, a, you know, a successful company with their prices going down. Because um, they just don't need to. I mean, it's um, it's one of those things where potentially could they price themselves out of the market? I don't know because you know the market seems to be one of those things that's just constantly getting new people involved and and it, and it expands. Um, and in the same way as I know people get angry when a you know a, a new Mark II version is released to a figure and everybody's like, oh my god, and I just bought the Mark One and I bought it off eBay. And... Wow, what was that? Sound like a demon. <laughs> He's off to the spondos. <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was saying there, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you know, you, if the Mark II version comes out, people feel kind of hard done by. But it, it's just a business model, isn't it? It's like it's like anything, you know, with whether it be software or a uh, or, or anything, or a car, or a or a gun, or you know, you, you improve upon it. And if if you can see a niche in the market, if you can see that your earlier version is selling well, and you can do a better version, you do a better version. Mm. Um, which, uh, but I, I can see why. It, pisses people off but at the end of the day it's it's, it's business I think the interesting thing that we're going to see pretty soon is uh, how fast the prices are raising on the 1.6 scale versus what the prices for the quarter scale stuff is at yeah. because sooner rather than later I would think they're going to be pretty similar in price because we're seeing uh, like $300 plus for the battle damaged uh, T800 right yeah um, and then you know what? It's going to be like a hundred dollars more for the Enter Bay quarter scale. So you know, I think that's they're getting close together enough that people are going to have to make some choices pretty soon. I'm like that with the Joker. Yeah. Right now, I'm trying to decide: should I get the Enter Bay Joker or the Joker DX? Because the price difference is going to be kind of negligible. It's yeah. Just, it's it's simply boiling down to. What do I want in my shirt? Do I, want, do, I want, do I want a big representation of the Joker, or do I want a smaller representation of the Joker? I'm 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 not sure what to do. But that is that is a very good good point. I mean, they're, they're, the price difference between Enter Bay's best and Hot Toys best is is kind of negligible, and it is. I, I I think it could could change things. But would would my I would pose the question then: Would not declining sales e- either on collectibles in general force a price reju- reduction? Well, like I said, actually, you you may see one overall, but it'll probably be because somebody else comes in and starts undercutting, right. and being able to produce just what they can produce, but at a lower price. Well, should they, let me explain my next question then. Is there not a limit on the kind of licenses they can give out? I mean, it's like obviously Enter Bay couldn't get the Batman Begins one quarter scale license, so they got the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight license and then they produce the Batman Begins costume or I mean, do you know what I mean is, is, is when they give out these licenses is there like exclusivity is it like saying mm-hmm. would Hot Toys make a stipulation say you can only give a 12 inch license to us or you can only give a quarter inch license to them blah 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 or any of those kinds of things I mean, they normally do yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. that's normal licensing. Now, it isn't always true. You know, it depends on the company that you're dealing with. But normally, there is some level of exclusivity. Uh, some of them get away with it. You know, like uh, let's face it, if you went just purely by scale, 
Uh, you could see where Kotobukiya might run into trouble with, you know, an action figure because they're both sort of six scale or both sort yeah. of similar in size. Uh, whereas they call themselves a model kit, right? So then that relieves, uh, you know, that it's not an action figure anymore. So they they try to be relatively specific when they do the exclusivity because if I'm the licensor too, I want to be able to license this as much as possible. So if I can license it to five guys who kind of do sort of the same thing, but I can come up with a way to make it sound exclusive to each one of them, uh, <laughs> I'm all for that, right? Because that means more money to me. Hmm. Um, but yeah, usually there's some level of exclusivity. And and sometimes, you know, you got to look at it and wonder, uh, look at the whole Hobbit thing. What the hell's going on with that license? You know, you have to. <laughs> yeah. Let's face it. There, there was some uh, somebody knows somebody and likes somebody kind of crap going on with. I'm, I can almost guarantee it with Warner Brothers and Weta and and all of that for that license to end up where it did. Uh, mm. That's you know with a company that nobody knows really. Um, that's not going to be producing the same level of figure. But you know what? I bet they can do it cheaper than Mattel or Hasbro or you know the the yeah. uh, other other major players and because they can the licensors love that so you know that's going to be a factor too if somebody else can come in and say you know I can do it just as good as Hot Toys and improve that uh, and but I can do it at a third the price you know I can cut 30% off the price then you'll see prices drop yeah mm. I hope they do. I hope they do. I, I, I would hope though that you know we, we. I hope the quality can keep can keep going up on on, on hot toys and things like that in general. Though. I mean, but it's it's funny like 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 um like um we were just saying there about you know earlier companies like Kodopiki who saying that they can release their figures as model kits and it's kind of that's kind of how Hot Toys got their foot in the door with uh, you think about the early Colonial Marines and the um and also mm-hmm. the Predators. When yeah. we say model kit, they really were model kits. So, okay, they were action figures, but you had to build the action figure before you even put the uh, armor on them. You mm-hmm. literally got a box full of arms and legs and hands and a head and a neck post. And you had to screw the neck post together and screw the body together. And you literally built that from the feet up. Yeah, uh, and I really, that I netting really, iron was tough. Yeah, yeah. And I used, to, I used to, again, going back to the fact that I used to actually quite enjoy that. But yeah, kitting <laughs> them up was, was you know, a nerve-wracking, sweat-inducing kind of, uh, kind of job. But but yeah, as you say, it's one of those things where there seems to be a very grey area in when a license is, is issued, um, you know, all over the planet, depending on what territory you're living in and what scale it can be released at and how poseable it can be. Um, and that seems to be the big kind of divider. Um, I mean, recently we've been seeing a lot of it. I know a lot of people are fed up to the hind teeth with figures of Bruce Lee. I mean, I, I love to see as many as, as are possible. <laughs> but that license seems to have changed hands yeah. umpteen times in the last kind of like five, six years. You know, yeah. it's gone from Enterbay to Hot Toys, back to Enterbay, uh, and now Blitzway are picking up some stuff with Arnie Kim, and Arnie Kim has gone from working with Enterbay to working with Hot Toys, and he's now with Blitzway because he's kind of known as Mr. Mr. Bruce Lee. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just it is a bit of a minefield, and I think, you know, particularly somebody like Arnie Kim, who loves producing Bruce Lee, is basically following the license rather than having any kind of particular kind of, uh, kind of affinity to, to a manufacturer. He just wants to work on Bruce Lee, um, so you, you know where where that license is. You will see him go, uh, which is quite quite bizarre as well. He's a big fan, I guess. Oh yeah, <laughs> clearly is. If he's following, following the license, he's following yeah. the license. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I was going to maybe try to cover one of our other topics. We've got a few other topics here to cover, but I'm in two minds as to whether we should cover one of them or save them for maybe our Christmas special, which I hope we can maybe extend into maybe hopefully maybe even we can go and be brave and be like. 
an hour and 30 minutes. We might even oh. go an hour and 45 oh. and really push the boat out in terms of... Perhaps we should do a director's commentary. A director's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> a director's commentary, one of the podcasts. Yeah. Well, some of the topics that we were ho- hopefully maybe going to cover, I think maybe, uh, probably hopefully in the next podcast, will be like things like collector divisions on realistic figures over stylized and vice versa. I've got a few opinions on that one, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. same uh, how the outside world, yeah. friends and family, perceives toy collectors, which we've kind of dipped into in our first episode a bit, but I think yeah. it's worth... Uh, uh, rinsing that one out a bit more thoroughly. Uh, yes. Packaging, to keep or not to keep, that is the question. Unrealistic expectations from collectors, and I think we've all fou- found ourselves prey to one, <laughs> in one, one way or another on that one. And to mod or not to mod, factory fresh or repainted and redressed. I think these are all pretty interesting topics, but I think we should probably save them for our next podcast, which we hopefully will be sometime over Christmas. And we'll try to get it out over Christmas as well, so you guys can sit back down with your nice fat turkey filled or stuffing filled or whatever you people eat in Christmas <laughs> bellies, and they can sit, kick back, and listen to four squires talking about squirely things like action figures. If there is a topic you feel we should be covering, you know, in the meantime, please do let in t- get in touch with us. My email address is amen at amenart.com. You can contact Mike as well via his website, which would be Mike mwctoys.com. There you go. And uh, and if you have any like disparaging remarks about us, we know some people. We know some people with some stuff and some skills. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for allowing us into your ears this day, gentlemen. If you could all bid our our listeners adieu. 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 Thanks for listening. Adieu. Well, as always. There you go. Thank you for allowing us into your ears this day. And as with any high-end action figure, always, always handle with care.